This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1246. What are complex structures anyway? Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Have you looked at the IELTS band descriptors? They can be hard to understand, even for natives. Today, we'll do a deep dive into the grammar score, and you'll find out in simple language what the examiner needs to hear for a seven or higher in this category. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Aubrey, welcome to a grammar episode. Welcome to you, Jessica. We love a grammar episode. How's we it going? do. We love all of our episodes. I'm great. How are you? Excellent. I'm excited for this. The more I podcast with you, the more we do social media, the more I love grammar because it's gotten really fun to do kind of deep dives to help our listeners, our students, everyone studying for IELTS know exactly what grammar you should be focusing on because it's not all of it. There's too much out there, right? We have to know what's important, what can affect my score. Yeah, yeah. We are super laser focused on scores this week. Yesterday, we talked about your pronunciation score, gave you all the details you need to know about that. And today we're talking about your grammar score. Um, so this is uh, based on a really interesting question we got from listener Aldo Simonetti. So thank you, Aldo, for writing. Um, guys, send your questions to support at allearsenglish.com, and we might feature it on the show. Um, so we are diving into defining what it, what does it mean <laughs> if you look at the descriptors for your band scores, right? You look at those grammar descriptors and, you know, speaking, writing, similar, what we're listening for and looking for. Um, what do, what does it mean when it says many complex structures are used? Like, what does that mean? So we're going to talk about this today and what exactly this means for your grammar score in speaking and writing. Um, Aubrey, can you read all those questions, please? Yeah. So first you said, congratulations on your interesting website. Love that he was checking out the website. I awesome. spent a lot of time on those blogs. So I hope you guys come great. check them out. Great vocabulary, great information. It is a good website. Allersenglish.com, guys. Yes. And then he said, <laughs> I have a question about the IELTS Band 7 descriptors for writing and speaking, where it says, uses a variety of complex structures. What do those complex structures refer to? Complex sentences only, as several websites say, or complex grammatical forms, including passives, gerund phrases, modals, complex noun phrases, and complex sentences, which are just a part of these complex structures. Such a great question and That's vital to know question. in order to know exactly what the examiner's looking for. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, Aubrey and I, as we 
This is like a superficially simple question until you really dive into it and start thinking about like, what is the difference? Like, what? Mm -hmm. how can we explain this? What is important to know about this? And before we get into some examples and um, really digging into those band descriptors, I want to make this very simple distinction first, because I feel like this is really important to understand. Um, sentence structures and grammatical forms, as he says, like, what's the difference there? So when we're talking about sentence structures, there are choices in sentence structures, you know, you can choose a simple or compound or complex sentences, sentence. And the way you put together these different clauses, like, these are a choice, you can communicate the same thing in so many different ways. So for example, we can use simple sentences. Grocery shopping is fun. The store near my house is enormous. We can say the same thing and choose to make it a compound sentence. Grocery shopping is fun and the store near my house is enormous. Or we can make it a complex sentence, right? With um, a dependent clause. I actually adore going grocery shopping and the store near my house is enormous. Filled to the brim with items from around the globe. So that last clause, filled to the brim, that is an adjective clause. Filled to the brim, that's a past participle. It turns into an adjective. So that's my choice, right? I can communicate simply or complexly. Um, so what is the difference between that and these forms, Aubrey? Yes. So when it comes to grammar rules, there's no choice. You cannot choose to use, for example, present perfect instead of past simple, just because you're trying to use a more impressive grammar forms. It's an error. It's wrong. There is a verb form that is correct for what you're saying, for the meaning of your sentence. Mm -hmm. And if you choose a different one to be fancy, it will cause grammar errors and pull down your score. So that's really the difference. Like you said, that's where there is no choice. Exactly. So, um, for example, we can uh, say the sentence correctly, right? Let's take just a simple thing I might say about my past on IELTS speaking. We could say, I have always driven a car everywhere, but when I moved to New York five years ago, it was too difficult. So I always took the subway. So here we have a mix of present perfect and past simple, both correct, right? Talking about general experience, uh, present perfect. And then talking about specific things with time in the past, past simple. We cannot just choose to change the verb tense and think, well, you know, present perfect is really, it seems more complicated and impressive, so I should use it more. Like, you can't just make that choice. We can't say, I have always driven a car, but when I have moved to New York five years ago, I have taken the subway. Like, that doesn't, it's just wrong. <laughs> exactly right you're changing the meaning you're changing the verb tenses and it's just grammatically incorrect and that's where students do make this mistake a lot i think because they're trying to get band nine grammar and if in your mind that means very complex and impressive rather than just choosing the correct verb form it, it's right. going to affect your score yep all right let's get into the descriptors when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right. So now that we understand really the difference between complex structures and grammatical forms and rules, right? Two different things. Let's talk about what this means as far as your score. So Aubrey, what what does the examiner see or hear to give you a band six for grammar? So for a band six, you're using a mix of simple and complex sentence forms. You can make some errors in grammar and punctuation, but they rarely affect communication. They rarely reduce the ability for the examiner to understand your meaning. Exactly. So um, just to simplify that a little bit, because that's exactly what the descriptors say, guys. So like as an examiner, what I'm listening for first, like, do you have some sentences that are perfect? Do I hear a couple compound sentences and complex sentences with no mistakes, even though lots of other sentences do have mistakes? None of those mistakes stop me from understanding what you're saying. And you have a few sentences that are perfect. That's a band six, right? Easy peasy, boom. That's exactly what it is. Um, and that's true for both speaking and writing. Um, what about band seven? How do they increase that to a band seven? So you're also needing a variety of complex structures for band seven, but you have to have frequent error-free sentences. So we're needing to see a lot more sentences that have no error, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you also have good control of grammar, punctuation. You can still make a few errors, but many less errors than six. Band six, you can make quite a few grammar errors still. Yeah, totally. And mm -hmm. again, like as long as they're not in every sentence right. and as long as I can still understand what you're saying or writing, then you can get a six. Um, so here, like band seven, you're going to have a wider variety of complex structures. Uh, before we finish up today, let's throw out some examples of complex structures, because maybe students listening might not understand exactly what we're saying there. Right. Um, so, Aubrey, can you read that example again about the grocery store, that complex sentence? Yeah, so I actually adore going grocery shopping, which that's an independent clause, right? But then comma and making this a compound or a complex sentence. Compound. And yeah, compound. And then we're adding, right? So and the store near my house is enormous. That was the compound sentence. Now we're going to add this adjective clause. So comma filled to the brim with items from around the globe. So you have all these different clauses, relative clauses, adverb clauses, adjective clauses. And when you add them to the sentence, you're creating a complex sentence because now you have a dependent clause, which is just a clause that can't stand alone as a sentence. Exactly. So um, all conditionals, for example, are complex sentences because they're made of one independent clause and one dependent clause. So all those are complex sentences. So um, there are so many ways to form complex sentences. And I know we've talked about this on the show before. So guys, go check out these great blogs that Aubrey works so hard writing. Check out our website, like the student loved, go to allearsenglish.com um, and you could just search complex sentences. And I know you'll see some IELTS stuff pop up there, guys. So um, listen back to those old episodes and we will be back next week with new episodes. Awesome. Thanks, Jessica. This was a fun one. Thanks, Aubrey. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.